Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's Mark. It's 90210. Uh, I am here, your host, Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? See... Okay, I, it sounded like for a minute, like we had maybe a little bit of interference, hmm. but I think maybe it's just you breathing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'll try to cool it down over yeah. here. I had Carol adjust her microphone a little bit, but it turned out the problem was mine, in that I didn't have her microphone turned up. Maybe now I have yours a little bit too sensitive. Maybe, but we will get through this any way that we can. Oh my gosh, the dog just turned her back on us. <laughs> so. Because lick my pillow. Oh my gosh, we let the dog in here and yeah. she started licking my pillow. Because, Not allowed. Because of the Memorial Day weekend, there's some fireworks. And because of that, what are you doing? Just trying try to get back to the pillow? <laughs> um, there's some fireworks. And the fireworks have her a little spooked out. So we, we decided to let her in here while we're recording so that she can sit with us. She looks like a hang. Come here, come here. There you go. There you go. Oh, say hey, what's up to the people? Oh, she's so happy. But anyway, so uh, we are here to talk about uh, 90,210. <laughs> yes. Also known as Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Carol, what, what did we watch this week? I mean, what, what, what the hell it happened was... in this show? It was an intense episode this week. It was. Oh, I should tell everybody. I, I mentioned that it was almost Memorial Day. Yes. It technically is Memorial Day when this gets released. When when, yes. when you when the tapes get uh, handed out, it's going to be Memorial Day. So it is May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five. Yes. Right. So, Thank you for reorienting the audience. You got it. Now, <laughs> Carol, what's going on with the show? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Dylan's mom has actually, like, moved in with him. Did you recognize her? No, should I? She's from Troop Beverly Hills. Oh. The Shelley Long uh, jam. Okay, well, who did she play? She was the mean one, I think. The, the like, the... One she was fighting against, okay. or whatever. Um, you remember, you remember that movie, right? Yeah, that was that was the movie that told Shelley Long, "Hey, you don't need to be on Cheers anymore. <laughs> Go ahead, you're gonna be a star." And irreconcilable differences, huh? I said irreconcilable differences. She was in that movie, right? I don't know. Drew Barrymore was in that movie. Drew Barrymore, Drew Barry less. I don't remember that movie, so all right. But anyways, for nine hundred two and zero, um. I feel really bad for him because... Dylan? Yeah. Because he's hot. Well, why would I feel bad for him for that? No, I mean, I mean, you feel bad because something slightly annoying happened to him, but he's hot, so you're like, oh, I gotta feel Oh, it's more him. than slightly annoying. His mom, who abandoned him, moves in with him and is trying to tell him how to run his life. That would be She's annoying. She's telling him, oh, it's, you know, it's a school night, you should be home before midnight. Uh-huh. But... She walked out on him. Okay. So he feels like she doesn't have the right to tell him anything, which I agree. So his dad was a shitty dad for the last 
I don't know. Well, I guess since he was six, so the last like 11 years of his life. Right. So his dad was a shitty dad for the last 11 years of his life. So that means that she should come in and just not have any rules. No, I mean, I'm just going to continue the shittiness. It means she shouldn't come in at all. Really? You think he should just be on his own? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I think on his own is better. I, and I think the episode proves that. Like, having to see her and deal with the pain of what happened, that's not good for him. Don't you think he should confront that, that pain and, and maybe talk to her about it and try to try to understand his own feelings, try to understand her feelings? You know, don't... don't like, I, I feel like confronting that pain and stuff is good. I mean, it might be with the help of a therapist, but to start off living together and having her tell him how to do things, that's a lot. Yeah, okay. But, so he is not going to school. Brenda's, like, very concerned because he's not been showing up to school. He's ditching. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it seems like she doesn't know where he is in the evening. It's not like he's hanging out with her. So it turns out he's going to a pool hall. Right. He's going to the Sharkies. So, like, he's supposed to be in school, and instead he is drinking and playing pool. Mm-hmm. Fantastic choices. He's drinking a lot of alcohol. Yes. Some beers. He's having some beers. It seems like at first he was mostly just playing pool. I guess. Because, I mean, he he wasn't falling down drunk. He was playing well. well. True, yeah. And then... As it goes on, then he's, like, drinking more, and he's not as good at playing pool. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. <laughs> Got to get that sweet spot. Right. So, yeah. So he he gets the attention of a guy named Falcone, uh-huh. who I thought, like, I don't know what you thought when the bartender brought this to his attention that this guy was looking to play him. I thought he's just a really good pool player. I didn't think anything untoward was happening. He's a hustler. Even that, you'd think he was a standalone hustler. Well, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> but apparently, apparently yeah. Falcone is a 21-year-old mob kingpin. Somehow. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, Dylan just... I run these streets <laughs> Dylan with just the Yakuza. <laughs> cleans up and, like, takes $600 from him? 500 500 And, um... Yeah, it totally destroys him. Yeah. Man. And, he, see, and he hadn't been drinking that much that day. So then when he comes back and he's all fucking fucking drunk, Mm -hmm. then he wins his money back plus some. Right. Plus 800. Yeah. But he doesn't have the money on him. And all these guys want to beat him up. Like all these guys, like all of a sudden everyone in the bar is like on. Right. It's like he owns the bar. (laughs) Can we talk about the guy, the bartender? Yeah. By the way. Um, (laughs) Let's let's talk about it. I wasn't asking permission. (laughs) I'm saying, like, this guy laughed at everything. He was like, uh, "Oh yeah, hey Dylan, <laughs> hey rich kid, yeah." Oh you, oh you don't have to show that fake ID every time. <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell was wrong with this dude? Yeah, he did laugh a lot. Oh my god, he was like, uh, he was like someone in the uh, in the studio audience of, um, I, I don't know, uh, Friends. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> screaming laughter and then you know falcone kept calling him rich kid didn't the bartender too or no he uh, he was kept calling him i want to call i want to say perry no mckay he kept calling him mckay mckay yeah hey mckay <laughs> so he knows his i mean he knows his name his real name mm-hmm. what's up with the fake id then 
Unless it says That's his true. real it, name it on it. It probably says Dylan McKay on it. Huh. It probably just says a different birthday. Okay. So it's, yeah, I mean, uh, I've uh, heard of <laughs> fake IDs where you keep the, your, your same birth, you know, your same birth month, your same birth day, different birth year. Interesting. And same name. And that, picture. Yeah. That would that would probably be the most convenient. See, I never had like a fake ID made for me. Mm. I just got my friend's older sister's ID when it was expired. Right. And it worked. I'll have to take you uh, to some places. Well, you don't really need it, though. Mm. Because you got me. Okay. I got you, babe. <laughs> wow. Hope, hope our relationship doesn't end like theirs. <laughs> Yeah. So, and that's the other thing that, like, it seems like even though Brenda has no idea where he is most of the time and is very worried about him and everything else, Mm -hmm. it kind of seems like they're back together. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, weird. Yeah, I believe they're getting back together or whatever. Yeah. So his mom is very weird. She is, like, a hippie queen. Plus she has a vague British accent. It's almost like a North Atlantic accent. Like she belongs in the 30s. Hmm. You know, where she's like, uh, Dylan, my boy. <laughs> I do not know how to be a mother. Right. Like that's kind of how she sounds. Yeah, very over-enunciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, and apparently Cindy was a flower child. Yeah. <laughs> well, she mentions they're both, they're both from the 60s. But, I mean, they get along like that. So- what? I mm-hmm. said peace, love, and soul right. train. But I mean, they start making friends kind of based on the fact that they were both like that in yeah. the 60s or right. whatever. But the thing is, like, She gives Cindy, her a psychic reading. Yeah. Cindy might have been like that in the 60s, but she, like, matured and changed, and this lady didn't. Well, it's funny because she's like, uh, what's her name? McKay. You know, Mrs. McKay or whatever. Right. She goes, where have all the fl- flower children gone? <laughs> And Cindy goes, uh, oh, off to rule the world, yuppies, you know, and stuff. Like, she's complaining about it and shit. What are you? Exactly. Your, your husband is like some fucking financial planner or whatever for this company. Uh, you know, one of those master of the universe type people. Yeah, for sure. And, and everything. And you're uh, a housewife or, or whatever that, that you know, like, I, I, I think... She, she vaguely had some other side job at one point when she was fucking that photographer or something. I don't she was not fucking him. Well, she was going to. Yeah. But she I, she was doing something. I don't remember what. But anyway, she's, you know, she's making the home, which is fine. I'm not saying anything wrong against that or anything like that. But it's like, they you are the yuppies. Yeah. I mean, just because you don't have a job, your, your husband does. Your husband, you know, sold out and went to the thing. Well, yeah, they're all rich. I mean, his mom's rich, too. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking yuppies. I mean, what is the requirement to be a yuppie? Young urban professional. That's what yuppie stands for. Oh, well, then she's not... The women aren't yuppies because they're not professionals. They were, though, in the 80s. Like, she... I mean, so that's when yuppies started, is in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of women were working in the 80s. A lot of women work now. Right. But, I mean, she's technically not a yuppie, I guess, but she's married to a yuppie, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, you know, she's living the yuppie lifestyle. They're living in Beverly Hills. Right. And, uh, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, you're not a flower child anymore. That's what was so annoying about hippies is that most of them 
were the sons and daughters of rich rich people. Yeah, that's true because they were able to uh, just kind of shirk the responsibilities and live like that. Yeah, and, and like, you know, say, oh, we're going to protest against the war and stuff like that. And when push came to shove and they had to, you know, when push came to shove and they needed to provide, like, for their family or, or you know, provide for themselves, they were like, ah, screw it. We don't, we don't care about fighting the establishment anymore. <laughs> we're, we're just going to buy into uh, to everything right. that everything that we rallied against. And that's basically what they did. Well, you know, they smoked a lot of pot, so yeah, kind of mellows your uh, motivation. Yeah, <laughs> easier path of resistance, whatever. Yeah. Timothy Leary gave him a lot of acid, so. <laughs> and then uh, MK Ultra and the CIA uh, experimented on him. So, so I know you're not, you know, big on astrological science or whatever, right? But his mom does mention that Brenda is a Scorpio, like you. Yes. What do you think? Does she seem like she shares any personality with you? I don't think so. Do you? Not really. I mean, I can see the only that you both have a little bit of an outer shell. Okay. I mean, I do. Don't you see that on her too? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. She really cares about right and wrong. Yeah. She didn't want to steal that uh, those clothes in that one episode way back when. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. So I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say I'm a ton like her, though. I don't think I'm really like anybody on the show. I guess probably the closest would be Steve Sanders. What? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so we talk shit about that character all the time. Right. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely uh, caricature. I can never say that. Caricatures? Word. Right. Of personality types, so. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm like any of them. Yeah. But um, you're like Kelly though. No, why would you say that? Just hot. <laughs> Thanks. She's I, the hottest one. But she's also kind of a bitch. Yeah, she is. That's true. I mean, personality-wise, you're not like her. Especially this episode, she was a bitch. To oh Donna. yeah, Donna. Donna came into her own in this episode. Yeah, yeah she actually had like her own little storyline and uh, had lines and mm-hmm. and a personality and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they were doing a stock portfolio exercise in class mm-hmm. where which have you ever done anything like this in school no this seems like a definitely a beverly that's a Hills rich, it's a rich thing. kid thing to do. right we're so. gonna prepare you for your uh your eventual stock uh manipulation <laughs> so yeah so they have to pick stocks and and make a portfolio home well, economics class they they just uh you know characterize wine by, <laughs> by its oaky nose and shit <laughs> And that's what their, you know, their economics class. That's what it is: buying stocks and, right. you know, how to manipulate uh, the the market so that the poor stay poor and you guys get richer. Ugh. But um, Donna does really, really well. Mm-hmm. She picks the good stocks. She's making the money. He said, "You, you all did well mm-hmm. because you know you're rich, and that's what's going to happen." <laughs> but Donna, you've got a, a certain knack for this. And Donna was all pleased and everything, and and Kelly's like, "Fuck you! You can't do anything." Right? Yeah, Kelly does not like it that Donna was not the uh, like overlooked one this time. Mm-hmm. So, because Steve's like, Steve goes, "Hey, you've got a knack for this. Let's put some real money down and actually buy some stocks that you pick." Right? Yeah, Steve's you know always looking for a way to uh, take advantage of people. So mm-hmm. sure. Why he? Why they need to make more money? I have no idea. Right. 
But yeah, so he's trying to talk Donna into actually investing, and Kelly's like, "No, it's a terrible idea. Don't oh my be god, stupid. don't be stupid." Yeah, that, she has said that so many times. And Donna was like, "All right, <laughs> it's on. All right, bitch, we're doing this." Right. So, so she did um, invest with Steve, mm-hmm. and then she wanted to sell because the stock went up, and he was like, "Oh no, you know, you don't want to do it too fast." And then he supposedly, I guess, he called some. Some great stockbroker or whatever, mm-hmm. because he was like, you know, when when Marty whatever Funkhauser uh, <laughs> says something, you listen, you know, and um, and she's like, you know, we really need to sell the stock. We're be- you're being too greedy, and he's like, no, you're fucking keeping it. Wow, you just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> For all of you uh, listening, sorry about the uh, heart heart attack. But no, seriously, he was like. He he started this off by saying, you know, Donna knows what she's talking about. We're going to listen to her, and then he doesn't listen to yeah. her at all. Because it's listening to a woman is not something that Steve Sanders is going to do. Yeah, he should not go into business with women. So then the stock tanked, and Steve's like, well, this is what I get for listening to you, Donna. Yeah, of course he's going to try to blame her. What douche. a moron. And And she's like, yeah, well, guess what? I sold the stock when I wanted to fucking sell it. And like I made I a bunch you. of money. Yeah. And then um, Steve says to Donna, or just to, what's her name, Kim? Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Steve says to uh, 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 Candace. Kelly. He says. Yeah, weirdo. What do you think? You know, let's go round two with listen to what Donna says. And she's like, yeah, I'm in. You know, and they go like chasing after her. <laughs> and Donna actually stands up for herself. She's like, she's like, look, don't try to push me around anymore. And don't either one of you ever call me stupid again. Yeah, I was so proud of her. I actually felt something for her character other than nothing or apathy. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I mean, I know eventually she becomes like a major character that we care about. And it's just, yeah, it's nice to not have her seem like scenery anymore. Right. <laughs> So, like, like we know that Dylan's been drinking yeah. and going to the pool hall. Brandon goes with him because he shows up to school drunk. He's falling down. <laughs> yeah, because I, Brenda was telling him that he had a, a trig test or something the night before, and he decided to actually try to show up. He drove to school drunk, mm-hmm. and everybody's, like, giving him a hard time. So Brenda says to Brandon, you need to do something about this. Yeah, she says to she says to Kelly, "I'm not just going to stand by and do nothing." Brandon, go go right, <laughs> go take care of this. It was ridiculous, but Brandon goes and he's like, "Hey, you know, I can't let you drive. Let me drive you, and I'll take you wherever you want to go." Which mm-hmm. those are some pretty stupid words to say to a drunk person, right? And so, so he, they end up going to Tijuana. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they just go to that pool hall, and this is when uh, he. Gets into it with Falcone because he's so drunk and he loses so much to him. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting his ass beat. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, I don't have the money on me. Falcone's like, look, you play pool. You carry cash, motherfucker. Yeah. And then, I mean, he, I think he kind of even was giving him the chance to like, okay, go get it or whatever. And he's like, wouldn't. Yeah, he's like, I'll get it tomorrow. So, so they beat he's the like, show oh, okay, we're going to go for a walk. Yeah. They, lucky, lucky for Brandon, all they did was hold him back, mm-hmm. which still had to be so horrifying. I guess. I mean, wouldn't that be to be like being held back and watch your best friend get beat up? The, no, there's no two guys that could hold me back. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it really does not matter at all. Anyways, 
So they show up back at the Walsh's where... Uh, you know what? If, if, two of you, if two of you people out there think you could hold me back, you want to get together and try to hold me back, because Carol looks uh, incredulous at this, then uh, message us, uh, latefee1994 at AOL.com. We'll meet somewhere and you can try to hold me back. Oh my goodness. Good luck. Oh, don't be a dumbass. I love you, but oh my goodness. What are you talking? There's, there is literally no two human beings oh, that could hold me back. How can you be that egotistical? Because it's hard to hold someone if one person has one arm and another person has another. I'm not talking about like getting in a specific hold, like a chokehold. I mean, like they had him held mm-hmm. in the episode. I'm not talking about like hooking your leg or anything like that. For one person to hold one arm. And another person to hold another arm. Do you know how hard it is to hold someone like that if they're really struggling to get out and they're not just acting like they're struggling to get out because it's a, a television show? And it's not egotistical because the corollary of that is I don't think I don't think there's very many people I could hold um, with another you know equally strong person to me. That's true. I, I've heard that like in the hospitals and stuff where they have psych units, they have to have special training to be able to hold yeah. people back. So yeah, I guess just a couple guys in a pool hall. Yeah, just a, like just ho- just hooking an arm like that, like they were holding him. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if you someone could sit, could grab me across the 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 abdomen and hold me back, some I'm, there's people out there strong enough to do that. Sure. Um, and you know other ways like you know doing like a half Nelson or something like hooking their their uh their arms underneath my shoulders and then around the back of my neck and stuff like that there's people that could do that but just one person on one arm just with their arms wrapped around my arm and then someone else like because you can slide through so if you're you know fighting at all you could you can slide through pretty easily yeah okay because you you could see what he was doing is he's he he was making like uh almost where he was He's bounding his elbow, elbow almost like where he's making that bicep pose, like mm-hmm. the bicep flex pose. That's you, You'll notice in movies and TV shows they always do that because that helps the other actors have something to kind of hook onto. Otherwise, if you're keeping your arms straight, it's hard. Even even when you're just play struggling, you, you know, it's easy to snake your arm out mm. of there. Okay. So <clears throat> they go back to the Walsh's, and Dylan is all beat to fuck. Mm-hmm. His mom's been over there worrying, talking He's about what a terrible day, mom she is. Yeah, he really is. Don't, I mean, don't worry. The, the makeup crew does a good job because he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's barely has a scar the next day. Right. So, the, and like, it seemed like somebody, was it his mom was mad because Brandon went with him to this place? Like, he was just, keep you know, keeping an eye on him, keeping him. Yeah. Well, she didn't know. Yeah. And then uh, Brenda's parents tell her they don't want her seeing Dylan anymore until he gets his act together. Mm-hmm. And when she tells him that, he's just like, well, they're probably right. Yeah. Better off. They're right. You're better off without me. Ugh. Boo-hoo. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, so. he, he's acting like a moron. And then the next morning, his mom has... Now, I have, I have issues with this scene. Okay. Because he, he gets up and she says it's like noon or something, right? And breakfast is sitting at the kitchen table all prepared for him. Mm-hmm. She had no idea he was about to get up right then. <laughs> and it's just sitting there ready. Like, that was probably made two hours ago. And he just sits down and eats. Start eating, eating cold eggs. Right? Ugh. Mm. But, yum, um, yum, yum. She decides, and I do think this this is the easy way out, that she decides to take the easy way out 
and she's gonna go back to Hawaii. You just said she shouldn't have moved. She should have left him alone and not and not moved in there. She should have. Now, she, now this is the easy way out. Yes, because she already went. She's leaving again. I think that's crap. I. I it seems like you like she can't do anything right. I yeah, pretty much. Once she walked out on her six year old kid, she can't do anything right. Well, that seems unfair. Because she's trying to make it better now. Yeah, she's and doing failing. what she can. And and then she she tells, and then she tells him that um his dad gave her a bunch of money. Yeah. To stay away from them, and that she took it. How much do you think it was? Millions. Okay. She took it, but never touched it. Yeah. How I, did I, she live? I don't under yeah like I don't understand any of it. You know what I think? Huh? I think uh, the dad gave whatever whatever check she showed him. Uh-huh. I think the dad gave her twice the amount. She, was, she had just been living on that. She was like, "Your dad gave me uh, twenty ten million dollars to <laughs> maybe to not be around." So here's that ten million dollars. What do you mean? If she wasn't gonna touch it, why would she take it? Why would that be a motivation to stay away? Maybe she just lived on the interest. Yeah, I don't understand. Like she makes it sound like she makes it sound like um, you know, she was like tempted by it, but then she was like, I, you know, I, I decided to stop fighting or, or whatever. Like I don't know. There's a big story there. Like how did this dude? How did the dad win? Most of the time, women seem to win. In custody battles. Right. Unless there's something really wrong with a woman. Which there might have been. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what was she, like, bad into drugs or, or an alcoholic or, or what? Well, that would make sense because, you know, it's like tends to run in families and stuff, so. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so she, she gives the money to him and she's like, oh, I already talked to uh, Brandon's dad. Like, I don't know when. She's like, I already talked to Brandon's dad and, and he's going to put it in a trust for you so you don't blow it all at once and. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're going to live on your own. And and I'm going back to Hawaii. And if, you know, I want you to call me and, and we can, you know, try to rekindle our relationship or whatever. Which, like you said, is dumb. Yeah, because if she wants to be there for him, but feels like she made a mistake, like you said, and doesn't want to live there with him and start, like, pretending like she's been his mom the whole time, uh, which I agree with you is probably not the right thing to do. Then don't go back to Hawaii. Move two blocks away, yeah. or, or whatever, or a half a mile away. Stay in the city so that you can be like, "Hey, Dylan, let's go eat. Let's go out to eat. Let's go out to lunch and have a conversation. Let's go to a movie or whatever. Right? Let's reconnect." But I'm not gonna, you know, be in your, you know, be telling you what to do and everything. Yeah, that definitely would have been the smarter move if she really wanted to be in his life. But I don't think she really did. No, I, I agree. I think she she felt like she was supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, ah, fuck it. Because yep. the whole time she's like, I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to be a mom. Yeah. And it's like, you left when he was six, when the divorce happened. You raised him until he was six. That was six years of uh, being a mom. You don't know how to do that? Well, I mean, I understand there's a big difference between being a mom to a six-year-old and being a mom to a 17-year-old. Yeah, I, I agree. There are differences, but that doesn't mean, like, she should feel like a mom Yeah. already. If, if you know, if you raised a child to six and then didn't see them for several years, you'd still feel like a mom, wouldn't you? I don't you? think, I mean, honestly, I mean, if she made the choice to leave, it may, I mean, she makes it sound like she made a choice. Like, it wasn't like she didn't have the choice there. And if she, well, made, she made the sound- choice to leave, 
she probably doesn't feel like a mom. She probably feels like the worst mom. Like, But she made it sound like her ex-husband had a bunch of money and was like, that had the best lawyers in the world and was really like kind of running her through the ringer legally. And it was this like exhausting fight and he had all these resources and she had nothing basically. And she was like, finally, and he's like, Hey, you want to just give this up? I'll give you all this money. And she was like, okay, fine. Like thinking like, I'm not going to win this anyway. You know, he's got all these resources Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it doesn't sound like she gave, I mean, I guess gave up kind of, but it doesn't sound like she was like, Oh, I have a choice. I can, you know, stay here or whatever. It sounded more like she was, you know, she was driven to it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it, but. Um, but one day we'll get married and have children and then I'll become rich and powerful <laughs> and I'll show you what it's like. Okay. <laughs> and then they, they try to wrap this episode up with such a nice little bow that it kind of irritated me because <laughs> Dylan says to Brandon, mm-hmm. I'm what they call an oh. emancipated minor. Yeah, like right. that happens overnight. Like that's right. just, you know, oh, we'll sign a little thing and it's done. Mom and I had a uh, had a conversation at breakfast and that's the law in Los Angeles. Right. So. <laughs> like you have to go to court and prove to the judge that you can take care of yourself. Right. So he'd have to have a residence uh, some sort, some form of income. Now he does have both those things. Yeah, though. yeah. With with all the stuff he has, he probably could do it. But it's like later that afternoon, right? It's not so, something they would do in one day, right? For sure. And then Brandon's like, "Okay, uh, we got somewhere to go. I'm going to take you where you took me when I needed a friend." And uh, he takes him to an AA meeting. Yeah, they go to ah. So all of it's wrapped up. Mom's gone. Dylan has money again. He has a house again. He's an emancipated minor, so he can make all his own decisions. And he's an AA, so he's going to recover from his disease. Because that's how life works. Right. Yeah. All, all of it's just perfectly fixed in one day. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> that just that, that irritated. This whole episode irritated me. I thought it was decent, though. It was good. I mean, it was a good episode, but it was irritating. The other were irritating things about it. That bartender was pretty irritating. <laughs> right. And what do you think of that place that uh, his mom took Cindy? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mind Gym. The Mind Gym. <laughs> Which I don't understand that name because it's not like... Oh, so to me, a Mind Gym would be a place where you do crossword puzzles. Right. Or riddles or something like that. Because that, you know, exercises your brain, right? This was more like, uh, you know, chill out, like... Med- mm-hmm. meditation right yeah like namaste seem like that yeah so yeah they they go to a place with this these pods that look like uh you know where you'd sit on a very fancy alien spaceship <laughs> right and there's a seat there you sit down you put on these glasses that are connected with an electric or a cord mm-hmm. and i think it's supposed to be like some sort of like a virtual reality yeah where that's what it seems like but it's basically all it looks like is a kaleidoscope. It's like it's powering something behind the glasses that make these swirling colors and, and, and things like that. It's a it's a Stanley Kubrick 2001 reel, <laughs> basically. And you're just, you know, oh, my God, it's full of stars. And you're just sitting there and seeing all this stuff. And I think you're supposed to just kind of relax. And then afterwards, they drink. Uh, 
what it, what was it? Wheatgrass, I think. Yeah, it or sounded like disgusting. Wheatgrass and uh, kali. I don't know. Some like a bunch of a bunch of stuff with lemon juice and ginger. I think she said. Ugh. And garlic. Ugh. She was oh, yeah, like the that garlic. garlic was the kick. Yeah. Yeah, the garlic's so invigorating. Like it's fucking it's garlic. Like sounds... I'm not invigorated when I eat like garlic bread. What are you talking about? I like garlic. Oh, I love garlic. And I like ginger in some foods Ugh, when it's when it's used sparingly. I've made stir fry with ginger. You didn't like it? Well, I didn't know it had ginger in it. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit of ginger. My dad used to make me gargle with uh, ginger, and like hot water and ginger, and it was gross. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so... Yeah, all the stuff doesn't sound like a drink. Like it's like something I'd want to drink. Right. And there's grass in it. It was Ugh. all green. It was like yeah, it looked terrible. Terrible. But anyway, so they drank that, and she's like, "Yeah, it's, like that gets me going, invigorating." I'm like, "Sure, yeah, that gets you going in the bathroom." I'm thinking. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, that was pretty much the episode. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Steve was a douchebag as usual. Donna uh, actually had a character moments. Woohoo. Brenda deferred everything to Brandon. (laughs) Brandon took care of Dylan. Callie was a bitch. And what was, uh, what's his name? David Silver doing in this episode? Nothing, right? Nothing. I don't think we just saw him at all. Yeah, I don't think he was really, I mean, he's not in the same grade as them, right? He's a year younger or whatever. Yeah. Soon he and Donna are going to not fuck. Not fuck, exactly. (laughs) They're going to date, but not do anything <laughs> with each other. Do you think she gives man jobs? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Ew. Well, I was just thinking, like, I mean, I know that Aaron Spelling probably, you know, doesn't want to think of his daughter that way. And that's why she's a virgin, but. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess no. At least not now. Nothing at all. I mean, eventually she must give him something. You but... would think. Because it's like years, right? They yeah. date for years. Yeah, they're together. Remember, they were together in season five until he cheats on her and finally loses her virginity. But do they get together in season four? See, I, I don't know. I don't know when they get yeah, together. I don't know either. We'll see. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of 90210. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Tell us stuff. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. No, you tell us stuff. Oh. Wrap up the show. Well, I was trying to, and then you were like, no, you tell us stuff. So you can do that by writing us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Professionalism, correct. Goodbye.